Hi, I'm Leanne Finley-Maxwell with Panther City Partners. Welcome to my podcast where I talk about navigating life's transitions and how even though the only constant is change, you don't have to go it alone. I am a transition coach. I help people with academic transitions and life transitions. And I developed this podcast to kind of be a way for me to get some of these ideas and strategies for navigating life's transitions out there to people to listen to. Um, I typically would have a guest um, where we talk about transitions and we have a conversation about what it looks like to navigate specific transitions. But recently I've done this series of just this tips and tr- strategies um, that I have used and developed over time to navigate life's transitions. And we have talked about um, the, the strategies are making a plan. So whatever that looks like for you, creating some kind of roadmap for how you want to navigate the transition. And then inevitably, when we are navigating life's transitions, something comes in our way or some kind of disruption or interruption occurs, and we have to be flexible so that we can take that detour and then get back on our plan or so that we can create a a brand new plan um, as needed. And then this recently I talked about this most recent episode, I talked about using your resources both material and the people in your lives and how when we when we reach out to people and ask for help and also accept help from them, we are really opening ourselves up to a deeper connection with people and a deeper um, feeling of purpose and less loneliness in this world. And so today I want us to move on to my next strategy for navigating life's transitions. And that really is learning to trust yourself. And this can be a difficult one. Each of these strategies can be difficult, but for different reasons. Um, You know, trusting yourself can be um, one of those things that we are not necessarily taught to do. Um, We need to listen to other people, but we also need to listen to those voices inside our heads, not just the negative ones that are putting us down, but also those voices that are guiding us. Um, those voices that are saying, yes, this is a good thing. Yes, you are successful. Yes, you can do this. And I think of it in terms of this, that we really need to remember why we're here. And for some of us who have spent time like really thinking about what is our purpose, um, this can be kind of easy to do. You can just remember, oh, that's my purpose. That's why I'm here. Um, but for others of us who haven't sat down and really been introspective to, d- to figure out what is my purpose, it can be a little more difficult. So the first thing you might want to do when you start thinking about how to trust yourself is maybe spend a little bit of time thinking about what is my purpose. Now, your purpose in life, like your life's purpose, um, maybe maybe feels a little too big to tackle initially. So it might be a good idea to think about what is my purpose at my job? Or what is my purpose in my family or in my intimate relationships or in my friend groups? So when you think about what your purpose is in these smaller spaces, it can really help inform what your life's purpose is. Um, When I have done this work, I have really figured out that my purpose is to be of service to other people. And so when I remember that and I trust myself and I trust that purpose, then it gets a lot easier for me to navigate transitions and navigate choices in my life because I can just ask myself, well, does this serve other people? Is this in service to other people? 
And is this the kind of service that I want to be doing? And if I can answer yes to that, then it makes that transition or those choices I'm making a little easier. You know, the the thing that I often like to think about when I say trust yourself is you've made it this far. You must be doing something right. You know, whether it's in your job or your friendships or your relationships or as a parent, you have succeeded. You have had successes along the way and you're here now. So thinking about what have I been doing and what have I done well and capitalizing on those successes, you know, um, I always joke that when I have a babysitter, I always say something like, my standards are low. I want them to be alive when I get home. And as long as they're alive, we're good. And that I'm saying it in a joking way, but, you know, as a single, as a, as a mom, not, I was never a single mom, but as a mom who was a stay-at-home parent, um, that some days that was the best I could do. You know, like they're alive. When my husband would get home after work, I'd be like, they're alive. And so am I. And that was a really successful day. Now, other days, you know, we went to the park and the museum and we we play dated with people and they learned things. And I was very intentional about every moment we spent together. But some days I was just like, whew, we are all alive. That is the best we can do here. And even now, even though my kids are in school and I have a, a, a job that I really love and my spouse has a job he really loves most of the time, um, most of the time for all of us that we really like those things. Um, Still, some days at the end of the day, we're just like, whew, we made it through the day. That was the best we could hope for today. But we were able to make it through those days because we trust ourselves enough to know that we're making good choices for our kids, we're making good choices for our relationship, we're making good choices for our jobs, and we're making good choices for ourselves. You know, We've had on-the-job training as parents and in this relationship and at our our actual jobs and with our friendships. But we've also had other trainings. You know, we we both um, have degrees in our chosen fields. Um, We have put a lot of effort into self-development. We've put a lot of effort into being good parents. You know, um, Freakonomics, it's a podcast, but also a book. It's a couple of, of guys who use economics to talk about how that we make choices in the world, not just money choices, but all kinds of different things. And they say that, that, that people who buy parenting books, regardless of whether they ever read them, um, are probably going to be better parents. Just because the act of buying the book proves that you're thinking about it. Okay, it proves that that's something that's important to you. So whether it's personal growth and development, whether it's a specific hobby, whether it is, um, you know, learning new skills at your job, you have to give yourself credit for just buying the book, just looking at a website about it, just reading that one article, because those are all things that we're doing we, to prove not to, not to not just to learn new things but also to really show that we care about those things and just by caring and making those things important to us we are telling the world and telling ourselves that we that this is important and that I can do this and so when i remember that and i trust myself then i can navigate transitions a little bit better you know um You've got to listen to that little voice inside your head that's telling you, hey, you should do something here. So it makes me think about several years ago, long before I was married, 
um, I did an internship at Walt Disney World and I lived in Florida for about six months. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed my time there. I had great coworkers. I had a lot of great friends. I mean, I got to work at the happiest place on earth. So who couldn't be happy there? And I was. I had a great time. And while I was there, inevitably, I met a guy and we started dating. And he was from Puerto Rico and he was he was living full time in, in Florida. And so when I left Florida, I bought a round trip ticket because my plan was to come home to Texas for a little while and then I would go back to Florida. Um, now this was, this this person was very nice. He was a lovely person and we were good friends and, and, you know, he was making his way through the world and I was making my way through the world. And at one point our, we were going through the world together. But when I came home, I really started thinking, you know, that there were opportunities and there were, um, support systems here in Fort Worth and in Texas that I didn't have in Florida. And while he was a great guy and he was a lot of fun, I didn't really see that we were connected on a level of being able to being committed and to be, you know, I wasn't in a place where I wanted to have just one person, especially a guy who I was dating, be my entire support system. So as the date for my return ticket to, to return to Florida creeped closer and closer, I started having these feelings of, I don't think that's what I want to do. Um, I don't think I want to go back to Florida. Now, part of me and, you know, part of my brain was like, well, you've paid for the ticket. You need to go. You have committed to him and said you are returning. So you need to go. And so part of me was saying, you have to do this. But then that smaller voice that, you know, I have to listen to that intuition um, was saying, "Mm, I don't think this is the right choice for you, Leanne. I think you need to take a, take a moment take a breath, think about this, and maybe make a different choice. So when I listened to that smaller voice, that voice that wasn't just talking about the logistics, that voice that wasn't just talking about the money that I had invested, um, wasn't talking just about like the commitment that I had made, when, it, when I really, to another person, when I really started listening to the commitment that I wanted to make to myself, and I started to listen to the the, the realities of the support system and the job and the legit, you know, the, the smaller, like more intimate details of not just like, where am I going to live, but how am I going to live? And not just where will I work, but how will I feel about the work that I'm doing? Or how will I feel in this relationship? Um, how will I feel about really only having this one person in my sphere if I move there. And I really had to trust myself and think, okay, yes, you're going to lose money on that plane ticket. And yes, you're probably going to lose that relationship. But think of what you're going to gain if you don't go. Um, I had to trust myself to know that I was making a good choice for me, that um, I had had enough life experience at that point And I knew myself well enough to say, okay, when I'm out of that situation, that fun, happiest place on earth situation, but when I come back to my reality of my world, the choices that I need to make there are different. And I need to listen to myself and I need to trust that I'm I'm making the right choices. 
And I did. I chose to stay here and it was a great choice. I'm sure that I would have had a lot of fun if I had moved back out there, but I don't think I would have the deep connections and the deep, meaningful groups um, of support that I have now or would I have the work that I have now. And so that was ultimately the right choice. Was it hard to make at the time? Heck yeah, it was hard. You know, I mean, I wanted to go back out and just keep having fun. But I knew that that wasn't the right thing for me to do at the time. And so I had to trust myself and believe that I knew what was best for me, even if there were other voices out there that were telling me something maybe a little bit different. You know, when things don't always go as planned or when you have this opportunity to make a choice about what you're doing next, you really have to take that moment and step back and take a deep breath and remind yourself of why you came here in the first place how you got here, and you have to trust that you can keep doing good things and you can keep making good choices. Um, some examples of places where it's important to trust yourself and important to trust um, what you're doing is maybe when you get a new job. Um, I've had some different opportunities where I've had new jobs, and sometimes when I get into those new jobs, I start to think, um, you know, what am I doing here? Do they, you know, is, I have those feelings of self-doubt and I start to think that maybe I wasn't the best candidate or maybe um, I don't know what I'm doing. But I take a breath, I take a step back and I think, well, they hired me for a reason. Let's, let me take a moment and see, what am I doing here? What is my purpose? Does my purpose align with the purpose of this institution or this company that I'm working for? Do the skills that I bring to the table align with the job? Now, that doesn't always mean do I have the exact college degree. It means do I have the skills that they need? So when I was working as an academic advisor, I don't have a degree in academic advising. That's not really, you know, a thing as for undergrad. But the skills that they needed were someone who could listen, someone who could help people plan, someone who could help people navigate transitions. And even though I didn't have a degree in those things, all of my education, both book and school education and life experience education, had led up to me having the skills to help people through those same kinds of situations. So even though, you know, I didn't maybe necessarily have the exact college degree they were looking for, I did have the skills. So I had to trust myself and I had to trust the people who hired me to know that, yeah, they made the right decision in hiring me. And yes, I have the skills they're looking for. And that does align with the mission of this organization. And I have to trust that I can do this job. And I have to not let that self-doubt creep in. When I started this business, going out on my own was scary. You know, I mean, even though what I had previously was a part-time job, it was still a secure job that I went to and I was going to get paid. <laughs> and so going out on your own and starting a new business, whatever that business may look like, whether it's interacting with people or whether it's making jam um, and selling it at farmer's markets um, or some other kind of, of, of commodity type job, you really have to trust yourself. You know, um, when I stepped out to do this, it was kind of scary. But I knew that what I could do for people was valuable, and I knew that my purpose of being in service to others really aligned with this, this venture that I was wanting to, to tackle, and I had to trust that 
that I could do it and be successful. And it's hard to trust yourself, especially when you're trying to take a leap in a new direction. Um, it's real scary. And like I've mentioned before, I'm very fortunate and lucky to have support. You know, I do have a spouse that has a full-time job, and so that makes things a lot easier. But not only that, um, I have his support in that um, he's going to be there with me through the through the highs and the lows, through the successes and the failures. Not that it's not going to be stressful sometimes and not that it's not going to induce frustration and irritation and arguments, but that I trust myself to believe and know that I can do this and that I can be of service to people and that ultimately I can be successful at it. You know, it's like that in relationships too. Um, you have to listen to yourself. You know, we've all been in relationships that, like I was just talking about, that are a lot of fun, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're the best relationships. And we've always all been in relationships that were not good that we had to trust ourselves, even if it was going to hurt other people, and even if it was going to be maybe damaging in some ways, that ultimately the best choice was to leave the relationship. And you really have to trust yourself and you trust your gut and your intuition in those kinds of situations. Because if you're in a relationship that's toxic, whether it's a friendship or an intimate relationship or a work relationship, Taking that opportunity to leave when sometimes it feels like it's really not an opportunity, like I don't know what I'm going to do if I leave this relationship is really scary. But knowing in your heart of hearts that that's the right thing to do, you have to trust yourself. You have to trust that you know what's best for you and you know what you want from the life and that this isn't it. You know, I've been in relationships that were not going well. And at first it takes a little while to realize, number one, that they're not going well. And then it takes a little more time even to say, hey, um, I am willing to endure the consequences of ending this relationship because I know that the that the positives, the rewards I'm going to get are so much greater than if I don't, if I don't leave. Um, so you have to trust yourself and you have to trust that I have had enough life experience that I trust that I love myself enough, um, that that's going to be, that's good. What is going to win out over the consequences of, of leaving a relationship. You know, with parenting, you have to trust yourself all the time. Um, and sometimes you mess up and then it's hard to trust yourself after you've messed up. You know, I think recently, um, I've had some ups and downs with my kids where I've yelled or I've gotten angry and I haven't reacted the way that I wanted to react. And um, I feel really like that, that was not who I want to be and that's not how I want to show up as a parent. So part of trusting myself was to go to my kids and apologize and say, hey, that's not who mama wants to be. And this is who mama wants to be. And I'm sorry that I wasn't that person for you or that mom for you in that moment, but let's work through this together. And that helps me know that in the future I can make better choices, but also if I fail again or I make the wrong choice or I act in a way that I don't want to act, that I can, um, you know, mend the relationship with my children by apologizing 
And as parents, it's so easy for us to get stuck in this place of I have to be right all the time. And I have to, the, the, every single choice I make has to be the right choice all the time. But it can be hard to, to say, oh, I made a wrong choice there. But when you trust yourself and you have enough faith and love for yourself that you can say, yeah, I messed up but I'm willing to try to make it better next time or I'm willing to try to mend this relationship because it's that important to me that I'm willing to accept responsibility for my mistakes and mend them that you're developing trust in yourself, but you're also developing trust with your children. You know, one of the things that, um, that I'm dealing with right now as a parent is that I have a lot of friends who have very, very um, active children, like they're involved in lots of after school activities and the parents are involved in lots of after school activities and their Saturdays are completely booked with all of these things. And we have made a choice as our family that that's just really not our thing. Do I like to be involved? Yes. I think I've said this before. I, we are the family of yes. If you invite us somewhere, we are probably going to say yes. So be careful if you invite us, but we have to be the family of boundaries too. And my kids just aren't that interested right now in overextending themselves and being involved in lots of sports or other kinds of activities. And I, when I was a kid, we were all involved in things all the time. My sister and I did soccer, um, and then we did, she did softball, and I did softball a little bit, but I wasn't very good. So we just we did a lot of different things. There were times my parents had three kids where we all had soccer practice at different places or Saturday soccer games, and we were just going in all directions all the time. And that worked for us. But my kids have said, no, thanks. That's not how we want to spend after school time. And that's not how we want to spend our Saturdays. So my spouse and I, we have had to trust that we know what's best for our family. Um, Yes, we could put them in lots of activities and they could be miserable and we could be miserable. Or we could listen to them and we could listen to the boundaries that they want to set and trust that, yeah, it's cool to be involved and that's really great that these other families want to do that and that's how they want to spend their time and they're getting so much out of it and they and they love it. But that's not for us right now. And so we have to trust that even though what we're doing is different from a lot of our friends, that it is the right thing for our family. And that's hard to do when everyone else is going one way and you're trying to go another way. That's when you really need to stop and take that moment and take a breath and trust that you're doing the right thing for you. Trust that you're doing the right thing here for your family and you're doing the right thing to ultimately serve what is your purpose in your family or in your life. So I want to take a moment now and just have another moment of, of meditation where we can kind of think on some of these things. You know, we've talked a lot today about trusting yourself and that can be really hard to do. So I would like to invite you to close your eyes if you're so inclined But take a couple of deep breaths with me and relax into a space where you can really turn inward and think. And I want you to call to to mind a time when you made a choice for yourself and it was the right choice. Think of a time when you trusted yourself and your intuition. Call to mind why you are here. What do you hope to do with your time here? 
How have your experiences and your education and your life prepared you to trust in yourself? Remember those successes that you've had when you trusted yourself. Think about how it feels when you trust in you. And just say to yourself, I trust me. I trust my intuition. I know why I am here. When you can take some time to remind yourself that you have made good choices in the past, that you have had successes when you've trusted yourself, then it's a lot easier to trust yourself next time because you can call those things to mind of, hey, remember when I listened to my gut? When I listened to my intuition, that turned out well. So maybe I need to do that again next time. The very first time that um, I spoke to my now husband on the phone, um, we, he was giving me directions to his house because he was a friend of mine. He was a good friend of a friend of mine, and we were going to go have lunch with him. And the very first time we said hello to each other, I knew that I would marry him. And I know that sounds silly, and I know that sounds like, oh my gosh, that's just so ridiculous. But I return to that intuition and that feeling frequently to remind myself that I can trust myself. I have had the same kind of feeling in the other direction about people, and it has worked out. And so I know that when I had that feeling, I knew in that moment that it was true because I had, I had trusted myself. And now when, I'm, when I have this feeling of very specific, yes, for sure, this is going to work out, I remember, hey, it worked out with my husband, so it's probably going to work out in this situation too. So trust your intuition, trust yourself as you navigate life's transitions. Because when you do that, um, you're going to find that the, the transition will go a lot more smoothly. Today, if the book I want to chat about is called Drop the Ball by Tiffany DeFoo. Um, this is a great book about maybe she, her subtitle is Achieving More by Doing Less. Um, she has a very pretty prescriptive plan for how you can um, have an all-in partner and how you guys can um, work together to kind of like share the load of work at home um, or the work of parenting or the work that you have with someone, a partner at work. Um, now, not it's very prescriptive. And so when I first read this book, I was like, okay, this is what we have to do. <laughs> but I've, I think I've mentioned this before as I'm learning that I can, I don't have to read every single book like a textbook or like a manual. I can just read from it and take the things that are helpful to me and take the things that, and, and leave behind the rest. So one of the things that I, that I really want to take away in here is that she says, um, when you give over work to someone else, that you do so with joy. And what she means by that is when you give someone else a task, you don't follow behind them to make sure they did it right. You trust that they are going to do it well and that they are going to do it the right way for them and that that will ultimately be good for you because you didn't have to do the task. 
So trust yourself, trust your partners, whether they are work partners or life partners or friend partners or children partners. But when you give someone a task, give it over with joy so that you can trust that they're going to get it done and you can trust that they're going to do it the right way and that that's going to be the right way for you because you won't have had to do it. <laughs> so Drop the Ball by Tiffany DeFoo. It's a great read. Um, check it out and learn to trust yourself. Trust your intuition. Um, listen to yourself. You know what's best for you. Even if you have voices from outside coming in that are telling you you don't know, you really do. So trust that you know yourself well enough to navigate life's transitions with with grace and with success. So thank you so much for your time today. My name is Leanne Finley Maxwell with Panther City Partners. I appreciate the time that we spend together as we navigate life's transitions, both big and small, significant and insignificant. Um, thanks so much. Please remember to follow me on Instagram if you're not already at Panther City Partners. Check us out on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, where you can catch up on um, the podcasts, not just the the audio, but the visual. Um, my YouTube channel is Panther City Partners. And remember that the only constant is change, but you don't have to go it alone. Thank you. Thank you.